Thank you so much, Minister. Let's talk about um, South Africa's participation at uh, the NAM and the G77 plus China here in uh, Kampala, Uganda. Well, the uh, participation has been very important for South Africa uh, because I think this meeting of NAM uh, occurs at a critical point in the history of the globe. We have a large number of conflicts. There's huge disruption. There are changes in political ideology across the world. So I think it was a time, a moment, where we could come together in a fairly uh, calm environment and have a very detailed set of deliberations on key issues that are of concern to us as mainly developing countries. Uh, of course, we have the presence of China in our meeting and Brazil and India. These are big uh, uh, economies, uh, but we are developing countries sitting together. Our key concerns are to have a greater uh, economic opportunity, much more inclusive economies, and then matters such as the, the disruption of climate change and the need for the developed world to honor its obligations uh, in support of our responses to ameliorate the impact uh, of climate uh, effects, and then discussing conflicts in the world, and particularly in this meeting, the situation uh, of Palestine and the Israel war on Gaza. Huge uh, sentiment being expressed, which indicate the concern of the world at the harm uh, that has befallen the people of Palestine, at the massive destruction uh, that is being experienced in Gaza uh, and uh, the West Bank. Uh, I think countries were resolute that the situation requires a solution, and the majority of members that spoke on this matter welcomed South Africa's approach to the International Court of Justice, but reaffirmed all our belief that the only way to resolve this and to have peace and security for both countries is a two-state solution, and that those discussions need to begin as urgently as possible. We also focused on the important subject of UN reform, as you know. As members of the Non-Aligned Movement, uh, we don't really have a strong uh, voice in the UN Security Council as uh, permanent uh, uh, members, uh, we tend to be in the non-permanent member uh, category, uh, which has uh, a presence from time to time upon election. It's our view um, that the Security Council's composition uh, and its ability uh, uh, to make uh, decisive interventions uh, is truly impaired uh, by its current uh, uh, framework and that we need to vastly uh, improve uh, its character, its composition, its process of decision-making in order to have a fairer, more efficient, more democratic uh, mechanism that can play the role of uh, promoting and implementing issues of peace and security. We also discussed uh, sustainable development and particularly uh, the concern of the non-aligned movement members that we've not made sufficient progress uh, on implementation of the SDGs and that we need to see an accelerated uh, a set of actions that would allow 
achievement of more than the current uh, 30 or so percent achievement of the uh, SDGs. Uh, so real worry that what we had seen as a framework for real advance in development uh, has not been uh, sufficiently acted upon, not been supported by the wealthy uh, uh, countries uh, uh, of the world, and has thus really not seen us uh, sufficiently uh, impacting on issues of poverty and underdevelopment. Uh, climate change was also a key uh, issue of discussion. And the dominant issue, as you would be aware, would be Palestine uh, and uh, Israel, particularly Israel's war on Gaza and the tremendous loss of life and destruction of property uh, that we're seeing uh, uh, in uh, Palestine, the cruelty, the large number of deaths, all of these uh, were very serious uh, concerns as Palestine is a member uh, of the non-aligned movement, participates fully uh, in all our deliberations. So the current situation in Palestine and in particular specific support for the bold action by South Africa to approach the ICJ on the matter of a probable genocide uh, being committed uh, in Gaza and the West Bank uh, was acclaimed by almost every speaker uh, in the summit. So real concern about the condition of the world, about the lack of freedom for the people of Palestine and about the need for us as NAM to be more resolute in our support for freedom and democracy and uh, for the cause of those who continue to suffer oppression and harm. Would you say that the um, NAM and the G77 uh, particularly were in support of South Africa's initiative as far as the ICJ matter is concerned? Indeed, there was strong support, many statements from several countries. Countries indicated that they've already written to South Africa directly or made public statements supporting South Africa's approach to the ICJ. Several other countries, uh, I will not name them at this point, have indicated that they will join our case uh, after uh, the court has uh, indicated its position on the provisional measures uh, that South Africa has proposed. Uh, so they're indicating an intent uh, to support uh, the case that has been brought by South Africa. Mm -hmm. Madam Minister, on the particular on the reform case, the issue of uh, reform of the, uh, the UN Security Council has been real on the agenda. Even the SG has reflected on this. What would it take to get there? It will take uh, work and determination. And I think uh, having uh, NAM members and the group of 77 plus China uh, having a more determined approach is very, very important. We do have this group uh, in the UN that is mandated to deliberate upon reform, but the view expressed in the summits was that this group is taking too long, we need more decisive action, and uh, we need countries to now begin moving toward formulating a text and having text-based negotiations on exactly what it is uh, we mean by UN reform. So South Africa, that has been its position, and we're thrilled 
that now more and more countries are speaking about this. Let's talk about um, some key bilateral uh, uh, meetings that you've had. I think these meetings, um, G77 in particular, and also for NAM, how much do they help in advancing the uh, uh, issues of conflict re resolution, particularly if you have conflict in Africa, and those countries are members um, of NAM, how this global formation help in that on the sidelines you will have bilateral relations to iron out those issues I mean in particular Somalia um, we have uh, Ethiopia as well have you had some some of the uh, meetings and some of the deliberation if you can talk about some of the outcomes uh, yes we it is a space where we have an opportunity to meet and have quite detailed and robust discussion uh, at the bilateral and in the multilateral context of the summit itself uh, because leaders are able to express uh, themselves on key areas of concern. Uh, Ethiopia and Somalia were both able to speak in the plenary sessions, but uh, more specifically, South Africa did have meetings with Ethiopia and with Somalia, and our president met the leader of Somalia, the president of Somalia, to get a full briefing, and he hopes at a future date to meet the Prime Minister of Ethiopia so that we can understand uh, the issues far more clearly and uh, we hope avoid a deterioration uh, into something that is much more serious uh, than uh, the situation is at the moment. Speaking of bilateral, I think this forum was an opportunity to connect with old friends as well. So we had bilaterals with Cuba, uh, we met Venezuela, uh, and then new friends too, uh, we met Bolivia, uh, Colombia, um, and, you know, we've had engagements, Malaysia, uh, with colleagues that we don't often bump into. Uh, but when you're in a meeting such as this one, you then get uh, the opportunity to reconnect or connect for the first time, uh, establish new ties, and always uh, when we meet, it's about bilateral friendship, but also about the interests of South Africa, because we want more trade, we want more economic opportunities, we want jobs for our young people. So we were telling them about what we're doing in various enterprises, about the strength of our agriculture, about our tourism and the wonderful opportunities for touring our country. So in these meetings, yes, we talk about world affairs, but we never neglect the dimension of our national interests.